The Production Expert Podcast with James Ivey, Julian Rogers and Dan Cooper. Well, good evening, everyone, and welcome to the Production Expert Podcast number 392. It's the 23rd of October, 2019. My name's James Ivey. I'm Julian Rogers, And I'm Dan Cooper. Dan, tell us about this month's deals. Yes, our featured deals this month are from Tegla Audio Manufacture and from Sonox. Tegla is offering the uh, Production Expert community £200 off the purchase price of either their Tube Roundsite Reverb Hardware or Schreiercraft Multi-Mode Varimoo Hardware tube compressor and Sonox are offering a special introductory price on their amazing new Oxford drum gate plugin get a 25% discount on this intelligent gate no more of those unreliable results you get when using traditional tools to gate drums like chatter uh, misdetection choked or lost ghost notes just clean spill free drums we also have some great deals from our partners like Avid Perfect Surround Synchro Arts and Editor's Keys on our deals page Thank you very much, sir. Uh, Time to move on to our talking points, and these are sponsored by our friends at Arturia. Hello, experts and listeners. Pro Tools Expert Talking Points is brought to you with the support of Arturia. The Arturia AudioFuse 8 Pre is a dual-mode interface and ADA expander, which boasts eight channels of premium analogue audio, rock-solid sync, USB-C and optical connectivity. The super low equivalent input noise, or EIN as it's known, lets you capture every subtle detail, while the huge input gain will drive even the most demanding low-output mics. With eight world-class mic preamps and the addition of the included AudioFuse Creative Suite software bundle, which includes Arturia's preamps, a compressor, filter delay, and more. It's the perfect high-quality audio interface and expander for the professional studio. You can find out more about the AudioFuse 8 Pre in the link in the show notes. And a very nice interface it is too. I've been playing with it recently. It's very lovely. Anyway, let's um, let's move on to our talking point. And um, there was a little event out in New York City last week. Um, AES, the Audio Engineering Society, as it's also known, um, the annual bash type trade show event type thing uh no nam is not the only event of the year aes is a huge deal chaps anything come out of aes that we particularly saw maybe something with maybe 32 channels and some loveliness on it yeah you saw that too did you yeah we could all club together and we won't be able to get our hands let's have a whip round yeah yeah do you reckon they'll send me one (laughs) where are you gonna put it I'm just going to move out. What's the one you got? The audience. Let's just, no, we'd all have to come around to help you move that out for you to put the SSL in. It does look very nice, doesn't it? We are, of course, talking about the rather lovely SSL origin. Um, They'd been teasing a little bit that something nice was coming, hadn't they? But they hadn't really given us much of a clue that what they were giving us was an SSL, uh, well, uh, uh, should we call it a serious project studio SSL? Would that be a fair place to. Well, I haven't, I haven't, well, neither of us have seen it. None of us, I should say, have seen it in the flesh. But Mike has, and he reported back, uh, just kind of saying that he was properly impressed with construction-wise. So I, I think it's probably underselling it to call it Project Studio Anything. It's, that looks like a, looks like a very serious tool. Yeah. Uh, I think you're going to find it in a few, or will find it in a few um, educational places. And I don't know, what's the price of it again? 50, 40, 40K, 50 US. 40, 50 US. 
It does look very... The, the thing was, initially I thought, oh, Soundcraft have relaunched the Ghost. Because oh, the, kind of the overhead shot... <laughs> no, the overhead shot, it really looks like an old school Soundcraft Ghost. They've gone for that kind of black, um, sort of dark grey, black-esque finish. Yes, I know it's a proper SSL. I know the Soundcraft Ghost was... Yeah, I used to, I, I, I had a teaching studio built around a, a, a ghost, and uh, while, it was, while it was a nice thing, um, yeah, I'd have been very happy if it had been anything like that origin. Seriously. Yeah. This is this is a serious a serious bit of kit, but forty grand is a serious amount of money. We see, I don't, I don't know how much thirty two channel um, G series would cost you. Like uh, well, a you wouldn't get one these days. You'd you'd be getting a duality or something like that, wouldn't no, you? No, no, no. But what what I mean is just it could, yeah. But we we can't compare those because they're too different. Hmm. But if you're looking at current you know, refurbed or at least reasonable reason, reasonable track record, if you know what I mean. Let's say a, a G or G+, plus, but something as new as you can get to be, you know, um, an old proper large format SSL. I've, I've no idea how much that is, actually. I really don't it's, know. I mean, a good one with, you know, working computer and bear, bear in mind, this is an inline console, but it's there's no automation option, is there? This well, I'm going to get to that, but yeah, yeah. But I mean, okay. do, can you ballpark that? Because I really can't. See, I don't know about the price of a new or a, a refurbed good condition G or something like that, or even a G or an E or something like that, something lovely, or a J even. Um, but when I was looking for my console, the one, the one that happens to be sitting in front of me, did I mention I have a console? Someone's probably taken a drink at that point. Um, I was looking for things like the trident or the um audience like, like i went for um the, the the smaller ssls things like the xl desk and the neve genesis i mean G- neve genesis and genesis black are a different beast they're not straightforward analog consoles but they're around about the 20 to 25 gram mark to go up to a 32 channel console like the origin with an ssl badge on it is a serious extra chunk of cash. Now, yes, there is still a certain amount that you're going to be paying for that SSL badge, but there's an awful lot in this thing. I've, I've watched a couple of the reviews and um, read a few things about this thing. And, you know, it's going to sound like a proper SSL, and it's going to have all the lovely features of a proper SSL. I wonder how much that 40 grand gets you. I bet it doesn't get you the patch bay. No. Well, you've got a bit of um, modularity in the middle of this, haven't you? In the sense console, you can yeah. put whatever rack gear you like. I no. like that. I do like that because it can be anything you like. Obviously, I, look, I mean, let's, stuff. let's look at just the basic proposition of, I mean, lots of people, the, the main criticisms that I've heard uh, from people uh, are uh, it doesn't have the channel dynamics. <sighs> Fair enough, I suppose, you know, but then again, I'd, if given the choice between channel dynamics and channel EQ, I'd rather have the EQ. Yeah, so, EQ, you know what yeah, I mean? Agreed, like, agreed. Um, but y- you can't have both of, uh, for that money. I, I kind of, I get that. Um, uh, but you do have you do have uh, a bus compressor and two listen mic compressors, so which are very okay. nice. Um, but the 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 other criticism I've heard is is no automation, and that's had me scratching my head a bit, just because I'm thinking, well. 
you've got automation already in front of you. You've got this kind of like defeat mode where you can just export out everything and all the all the faders go to Unity. I mean, they don't actually, you know, motorize up. I, I really liked that. Them. I liked that as a feature. I was like, oh, yeah, that's, but that's if, nice. Exactly. But if you want, if you want automation, given the choice between uh, a proprietary, you know, SSL specific thing or or cooking it into my Pro Tools session, I would absolutely be using Pro Tools automation. So that's kind of like, well, you've already got that. So I'm I'm unconvinced by that. Um, but then again, the the other stuff that I've seen that really does make sense to me is they've really thought about the limitations of using a big old let's say e-series but whatever um for in this kind of hybrid daw analog workflow and it's things like uh the uh dual insert points that made absolute sense to me i mean it's kind of like yeah of course you want to do that one thing that i thought was was a, a subtle thing but i thought yeah you have thought this through is um the uh the high pass filters and you've got a variable high pass filter which I like but what's more you've got a choice of 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 whether it's on big or little fader just depending on what you want to do with it just because when you're tracking particularly through a uh an A to D converter you you you're probably going to want to filter pre-conversion to preserve the headroom just because there's no point using up all that headroom just with big gobs of whoop you know <laughs> things mm-hmm. that yeah. not actually doing anything sensible so those kind of subtle unsexy things that yeah it would be it would be great to say hey we've given you i don't know four bus compressors but actually day to day it's probably more useful to be able to decide where your high pass filters sit when in that sort of tracking situation so but the biggie for me, the absolute big one, is uh, is the uh, sort of you know computer controlled, for want of a better word, um, routing system, and that looks really practical. Minimal number of of uh, of switches, and they're not you know they're, they're not in the audio path. These switches, and you can easily interrogate to find out what's patched to which group and all of that good stuff. But it's just eliminating all those points of failure. I just think it's brilliant. So I I really like it. I think it's leaving out all the stuff that yeah okay well it's nice to nice to know you're getting it. In reality, you're actually going to use it like console automation. To some people, I'm sure that's kind of like I know SSL. I grew up doing doing all of my mixes using an SSL computer. That's fair enough. But like kind of you know, there's more people around to whom that doesn't apply these days than did. So you know, I think it probably makes sense to cater to them, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, agreed. I, I say I think. Short of actually putting automation, um, a fl- some kind of fader automation system in, I mean, we, instantly that's where, well, you know, you, you might as well say that's where 20 grand has gone off the price because they haven't done that to save money. I've not mixed, um, I've not actually used my faders on the console for mixing for a long time because I use my when I mix, I use it more like a summer mixer. So I think that's where they're going with this. Of course, they have talked about the um, um, configuration where you can use this in in line with their Sigma hardware, their summing summing hardware, and that would work just as well. I mean, it's not like having actual <laughs> faders flying around, but really, these days we're also used to doing these sort of things virtually. I, I think Dan, you mentioned it briefly. Is the fact that that center section is 19 inches wide. Now that's a really cool thing that they've given you. It looks like for you. No, it, it looks more like eight to me. Yeah. One, two, three, it's, four, it's, five, six, seven, eight, eight to nine. I don't, it's difficult to tell, but it's, it looks definitely at least eight. 
And that's cool. But I did see one picture of this uh, floating around socials um, and they have a, a computer monitor uh, put at the top of it. While I thought that was a good idea, I read a comment and it sort of confirmed my doubts. Um, that'd be like a 21 inch screen. That's a bit of a long way away <laughs> to have that. Um, for, for me anyway, that would be a very long way away to have a 21 inch monitor uh, at the top of that. I think really just keep it for rack gear. It's 6U. Just to just to confirm, Are you which sure? effect which effectively is two rows of five hundred series chassis, isn't it? That's what they've done it for. I suspect hmm. that might well be what happens, and I mean, it's um, I'm sure they didn't do it for this reason, but um, but uh, the all the SSL stuff is is now available in uh, in five hundred as well as the X rack format. Hmm. So you know that kind of that works quite well. I mean, actually, I always forget that they did the X desk. Yes, which was so five hundred series centric that clearly you know that's uh, they've planted their flag on that one to some extent. But uh, you know it's an ecosystem, and we get that. So I think this is smart. It addresses a demand. Do you see what I mean? It's kind of like they've built something that people want, as opposed to building something because they can or because it's clever, and then hoping you know if we build it they mm-hmm. will come, which is probably a really bad thing to do. Well, what I mean probably is definitely a really bad yeah, thing to yeah. do. Never gamble that. Yeah, but uh, but on this one, I, I mean, I expect to see these in a lot of places. You mentioned the or, uh, you mentioned education. Yeah, totally. Of course they mm. will, because if that isn't prospectus friendly, I don't know what is. You know. Yeah, you could have something that does the job every bit as well for, you know, maybe half the money. But our SSL equipped studio does Exactly, it's got a ring to good, it, hasn't it? it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, you know, I think I think we're going to see quite a few of those in those other places. But, you know, out in 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 the sort of, you know, uh, uh the sharp end of things as it were. I think I, I think we're going to see these just because I mean, put it this way, um uh I've been doing a, I've been doing a lot of work with um with Cube, who are my local local studio, and they helped with the um, with the Oxford Drumgate uh, launch, did that stuff over there. And Gareth over there, he's a great guy. You know, he's got he knows what he's doing. He's very much an old school guy. He used to have, uh, I think it was an E series, which he relatively recently sacked off uh, in favour of uh, an AWS, just because. You know they start to get a little bit iffy, and just like just like a kind of you know, uh, just like a, a second hand Mercedes, people are looking at it going, "Well, it's really nice, but I don't want to. I don't want to still have it when it goes wrong." And yes, yeah, this is very much what it is, and I think he jumped before it took him with took him took him with it. But I haven't spoken to him about this yet. But I'd, I'd be interested to see uh, see um, whether or not he's kind of you know uh, feeling any any buyer's remorse for getting the AWS with this thing in. So you know. We'll see. It'll be interesting to see if uh, down the line they release uh, a couple of other versions, maybe slightly smaller. Frame sizes is interesting. Is it actually that's something I haven't looked at? I mean, it won't be built on individual individual uh, channels. It's, channels. It's, 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 it's buckets bucket of eight. Based. It's, yeah. Well, I. Um, it's kind of difficult to see. Yeah. And not this is really the whole giving... thing of we haven't actually seen it in the flesh yet, which is all these little questions which you you, you know you uh, so easily addressed when you're in front of one. It, I'm guessing it'll be. I mean, you know, it's to well, build look, it, at that... it. It looks like the short faders are individual, but the long faders are banks of. It looks like sixteen initially. Um. 
this is this is purely from interrogating high res photograph. This is not from reading anything. Yeah, yeah. Do not quote us. Yeah. Um, Re- refer you to our earlier comment that we haven't actually seen. Actually it seen one. I I would very much like to get an invitation to see one. That's for sure. Um, I suspect there will be a official UK launch party type thing. And if I'm not on the guest list for that, I'll be very upset. So SSL, um, if you're listening, uh, <laughs> Julian, Dan and I would like a, an invite to that one, please. We can dress up nice and wear a tie if need be. Um, <laughs> but it's, it has to be said, it wasn't the only thing to come from the show. This is very true. We should talk about something other than yes. than just this particular thing. Uh, Dan, you got you got any kind of like, you know. Yes. Oh, yes, yes. yes. Go on. Yes. Soft tube console fader. Of course, mm. of course, that's Things. so obvious. Yeah, yeah, that's brilliant. That looks absolutely brilliant. That so made it, my is day this is this soft tube thumbing their nose at all of the people who said, "Well, this console will be all right, but it hasn't got a fader." <laughs> yeah, I think it is. I think yeah. it is that. I think there is because there was a lot of noise about that. Um, people going, "Oh, it hasn't got a fader." Well, there you go. Have ten of them. <laughs> but why ten? This well, this I is think- something I really like. Is because um, uh, things have things have kind of. I don't know, I won't say traditionally, but previously they've they've come in they've come in as eights, and yes. eight is not enough. No, it's never enough. Now my idea I've talked about this before actually, and this is my ideal number uh, was back in the old days a kind of sort of uh, integrated uh, you know hard disk kind of that second generation of sort of like uh, decent track count Porter Studio type things. And there was, they were all coming out eight track, eight track or sixteen, which okay, whatever. And then I think it was Akai did a twelve track one with twelve. Mm-hmm. Fav- I went twelve, yep. like it, good. Twelve, 12 you can is, work with, can't you? You absolutely can. There's a huge difference between eight and twelve. Actually, I mean, the bare minimum for me is nine, just because you've got eight plus one, <laughs> eight plus a master. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So I mean, I don't know if there's any. I mean, actually, you don't need to with that because if you're using this in combination with the console with one, you've got your one. master on the rotary. Yes, mm. or presumably mm, yeah, well, you can. It's, it, you're doing it in base, basically banks of ten, from what I understand. Again, I haven't had uh, the pleasure of using one yet, but I know one is on its way for me. This to, is more uh, of us talking about gear that we haven't used. Yeah, yet. well, this yeah. is the thing. We didn't go to Nam, so you know we're reading the. Uh, or the AES. Well, no, we, we went to Nam. It was AES. We didn't go to Nam. Yeah, sorry. No, so this this does look very good. Um, it's, motor- it's motorized, isn't it? Yeah. The faders are motorised and faders motorised and the faders can be um, filters and drive as well. So they're not, nice. not just level. Very very nice. And um, if you touch one of the faders, it will show you in the console one plugin what channel you're working on. Nice. Which is nice because the, again, here's a limitation of the console one. There's it should at least have a little screen on it telling you what track you're working on. It's the only thing stopping you from using it uh, completely as a hardware unit than having to still depend on the uh, the visuals of the plugin. You know what I mean? So if you're unless you've got a wicked memory and you know exactly what each of your tracks are like uh, channel 4 is snare drum, channel 5 is tom 1 or whatever it is. Um yeah, it's the only sort of limiting uh, thing about this, the console 1 system, but I'm really looking forward to getting this fader in. It looks brilliant and uh yeah, this was always this was always the uh, the frustrating thing about that sort of first generation of uh, of um, controllers and stuff was was a was a lack of visual feedback and it makes such a big difference. So that's great they do that. I'm still looking at this and I'm st- I'm still confused about these white fader caps and whether or not they're touch sensitive. As in, you know, uh, well, a la the old um, digi. Um 
the the controllers, the control surfaces that had lovely touch sensitive caps. So when you hit the tap, hit the cap, it went to that channel. It focused on that channel. On the, yeah, what well, I mean, command well, and decontrol. More just like if you if you're writing touch automation, you you can you can start writing automation just by touching the cap rather than having to move it. So it knows you you've got no, that that's one. That's true. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm still good. Maybe you can have conductive plastic that's white. Maybe you can. I don't know. So yeah, that's yet another thing that we'll have to find out. But we'll no, I, I, I like it. I like it. It's um, I've, I've never actually used a uh, a console one. And you uh, would love it. Well, you I'd, would absolutely I'd, love it. I, I probably would actually. I mean, I would. I've, I haven't. I've yet to hear someone say a bad thing about the original one. It's been around a long time, and they haven't changed it, which says a lot. They've changed yes. the construction, but they haven't changed the design. They haven't felt the need to go, "Hey, console one two, which would be a terrible name, but you know. <laughs> so, they, yeah. did do, they did do that though. Did they? There, there was a revised console. Yeah, and they yeah, did but, it very quietly. <laughs> yeah, but but it's the design didn't change, different. did it? No, they just. It, That's what I'm saying. They, they basically, they. I mean, I do know the story of this. If they used to be built in house in the office, That's correct. They by one of by the guys who who had to stop coding plugins to go and build these yes. things, which is he was very much overqualified to be and, putting hardware together. Yeah, uh, very nice, very nice system. Um, quite uh, good value for money, I think, as well. It's about six hundred quid. Not bad. Mm, it's it's not it's, bad. it's comfortably away from that grandmark where people start to think a lot more carefully about whether or not they really need it. So it's mm. it's a, it's it is a bit of a sweet spot price wise. That um, I think I think they've done well there. I should come I up agree. with one. Um, um, I there's there's a few things that I've seen, but but most of them are things that I know of already. There was a new thing that I didn't know about that I was like, oh, that's cool. A company called ESI Audio who make who make various interfaces and uh um there's a, a, f- a few things that they make and uh most of them are kind of on the small end of sort of you know sort of peripherals and stuff and I thought okay am I really interested in this and I looked a little more closely and went yes actually I am because they're one of the few companies I wasn't previously aware of who are making small the equivalent of a little kind of 2 in 2 out USB interface but it's Dante and I really like that. We need more things like this just because uh, I, I, the only thing I don't know about them is how much they cost. But I'm looking at the uh, the Planet 22X, which is a two-in, two-out little thing that looks, you know, I mean, like a little Presonus box or a Focusrite box, that kind of, you know, you've got mm-hmm. a headphone and a monitor output and you've got a couple of Combi XLRs on the back and, yeah, that kind of thing. But on the back, rather than having a um, uh, the USB, you've you've got a, a Dante, which is absolutely spot on. And they've got a Kensington as well, which I think is extremely wise because then that can. Why go would in that across. be handy, Julian? Well, I think we can. Yeah, we don't even have to <laughs> yes. say, do we? But the point yeah. is, from somebody who's running some kind of um, some kind of learning learning environment, being able to Dante all this stuff together. Um, is just fantastic because you've already got a Dante peripheral everywhere. And if you want to share stuff, you want to share audio between workstations or between a class full of people or whatever, you're just hitting stuff in Dante controller and you're away. Fantastic, you know. So rather than having a USB audio interface and trying to cobble Dante onto it, do it from the ground up, they should sell bucket loads of those. They really should. So I think it's a great product anyway. I like that Changing. Tack, just for a moment, if I may, um, talking about Kensington locks and security and things, I was invited to the launch event of a new music shop 
which is something we don't hear that often. But um, the team at Focusrite Innovation have launched Focusrite London, which is their pop-up store uh, in Shoreditch in trendy um, East London. Where I say trendy equals they have got to be quite careful and they've got to nail everything down, if you know what I mean. Got you. Mm. Um, And it was when they started to realise that, how do we start doing this? Oh, we've taken Kensington lock ports off of devices. <laughs> I yeah. Went, yeah. I've got no sympathy. <laughs> you might need some super glue or some really, really good Velcro or just leave someone standing by the door. Yeah. Uh, any, Anyhow, yeah, that... that there's a, Kensington there's a beautiful poetic being left justice out in is, there. <laughs> yes, Kensington, Kensington Lockport's being left off devices are one of those, uh, especially when you realise the first company to get rid of them was Apple on their um, laptops. Mm. Uh, I, I used to the use SSL that. Origins got one. Oh. <laughs> I used to, I used to, I used to have this thing about um, uh, when I was uh, asset tagging um, stuff for the, you know, and you go around with your little asset tagging asset. Security stuff of kind of like, you know, you, you lock stuff down, sure, but you also make you keep records of what it is so that you can right. and smart watering and all these things that people do to, you know, um that you don't spend too much time dwelling on, but you know it's there. So when somebody does nick it, you know what it was and and you know that you've marked it. So if somebody tries to sell it, you can prove it's your one when you see it on eBay. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and 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 um it being pointed out to me that I, I hadn't asset tagged the piano, and we're talking like, you know, acoustic piano. <laughs> to which I just said, if somebody puts that under their arm and walks out with it, I'm not stopping them. They can have it. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, there we go. Dan, anything else that particularly jumped out at you at, from AES? No, really, it was just that console one fader. Everything else was just noise to me. Because oh, the, <laughs> honestly, that fader, it was like, oh, hold on a minute. And I tried to you know, read as many press releases about it and the videos. Uh, George at Softube did a brilliant video. I watched that twice. Um, so I think this might be my next control surface. It looks that good. Oh, okay. So everything else is just noise. And it's Save not a lot a bit of money. Save you a space. Mm, yeah. No, but it might actually help me bring... Um, some of my rack gear in a little bit closer if I get rid of this C24 and have the console fader and console one next to it. So Because you are are well and truly painted into a corner at the moment, aren't you, mate? You've got the C24, the Mac Pro cheese grater. Yes, still going. Yes, I know, but but when (laughs) one or t'other does finally give up the ghost, you are either looking at a serious expensive bill or you're looking at swapping. Now, I know you've talked a lot about the the potential of swapping to PC. I hear oh, you, bro- I hear yeah, you brother. That's, that's, yeah, it's definitely going to be a PC next. Absolutely. But, but your Control 24 will be going with you, won't it? It'll be going with with, with whatever system goes out the door next. Your Control 24 will probably be dying with it, won't it? Who knows? I've had it nearly 10 years. Um, every day's a blessing, I suppose. But uh, it's it's it'd be nice to replace it because I can, not because I have to. If you know what I mean. I think that's that's kind of how I like to run my studio anyway. I've had that bit of gear for a while. Let's move it on. Let's get a little bit of money for it before I have to tip it and throw it away. But you uh, don't you don't have to worry about um the mic pre's, do you, in it? Because because they were never that wonderful. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> the worst thing ever are the mic pre's in the Well, C24. I was being I was being quite worst. kind at that point. But <laughs> worst thing in the world. Yeah, if you ever use one of these, you'll understand what I'm on about. You'll have it all the way up going, really? 
Really? No signal. <laughs> yeah. It's awful. Awful. Um, all right, well, before before we ask you whether something else you saw, James, I'm going to jump in with something else that I saw, which is um, uh, Dynaudio have done a compact three-way uh, core. They've 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 released their core speakers. They announced them at NAM last year. I, I saw yes. saw them there. Um, but um, I've actually I've actually had both of those uh, in. Well, I mean they're downstairs at the moment. Actually, uh, uh, I've. Um, I've uh, been looking at them, and there's something should be going out next week uh, about those. My thoughts on the Core Seven and the Core Fifty Nine, which are the two way and the kind of like a big three way. But lovely as they were, without wanting to do too much of a spoiler alert, two ways, great two ways. But since I've gone three way, it kind of I can't really go back. I like three way monitors, but the Fifty Nines are pretty pretty impressive bits of hardware, frankly. And um, and I hurt myself getting them out of the box, and I hurt myself putting them back in. Um, they're yeah, they're they're twenty five kilos a piece, and you know while there are bigger monitors, I was moving them on my own. And yeah, basically they're big old lumps. Um, but the uh, the new one is the Core Forty Seven, which is a compact three way, which is kind of roughly similar to you know it's it's that landscape mode where you've got the tweeter and the mid range driver, and then to the side of it you've got the base driver. And uh, it looks like it's just the right size. And the thing that impressed me about it, I haven't heard them yet, but um, uh, different drivers, but exactly the same complement of amplifiers. So these things are seriously overpowered. And uh, the thing that's really impressed me with these uh, cores that I've used actually is the boxes they come in, which, um, which are, you, you know that kind of level of bit, that, that rigidity and just kind of solidness of... Um, you know, uh, if, if you if you run into me, I will hurt you. I won't get hurt. Kind of cabinets that you find on quality PA systems. Yes, they feel like that. They're like, I'm not messing about. I'm here. What are you going to do about it? And it's really, really nice, just because they these things are clearly extremely inert. <laughs> and, uh, and yeah, no, really, really nice stuff. So I'm looking forward to hearing them. I've got loads to say about them and those, those things coming out, but. I'm I'm hoping to get hold of a pair of Core Forty Sevens to check out because of the range, those are the ones that most clearly meet my needs, and it'll be very interesting to try them out. Tried out the Fifty Nines, and I was most impressed by this. Um, uh, I for the first time ever <laughs> for something like this, um, I played a bit of I played a bit of Kate Bush through them to Maxine, to which she 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 not only Instagrammed a picture of them. Uh, but then asked if we could keep them. And then I told her how wow. much they cost, and she didn't say, put them in the box now and send them back. <laughs> so, you know, that's praise indeed. You know, these It are- is. I, I remember there's a few years ago when me and my wife went to uh, an event at Core Studios um, for the Townsend Lab mics, and she came down and did a bit of singing. I played the guitar. And uh, we walked away, and she went, when are we getting one? And I was like, yes, I'm going to wow. get one of those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thumbs totally. up there. That doesn't happen too often. Yeah, has to be said, this Kate Bush did sound very nice through these Core 59s. So, yeah, no, great things. So, anyway, that was my bit. So, James, did you see anything else at AES that you thought, ooh Um, I wouldn't say that I, I saw these for the first time at AES because I did see these guys, um, I think it might have even been not Nam just gone, as in January, but January 2018. Um, the chaps from Cranbourne Audio who have um, started building some rather lovely 500 series chassis. I know this. And um, some 500 series modules. Now, at the time, they were downstairs in Hall E, which for those of you who have never been to NAM, um, A, where have you been, um, is 
basically, if you can't afford the main show floor or you're a Chinese knockoff merchant, you go down in Hall E. That's a very, very sweeping statement there. But there's Hall E is the basement. It's where the cheaper stands are. But you do find some interesting stuff down there. And Cranbourne Audio were down there. And at the time, I believe, and again, don't quote me on this, um, they were they had some product. They had some some samples ready, but they were looking for funding to go into full manufacture. Uh, and it looks like the, 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 the cash has come through and they've gone into full manufacture because this stuff looks great. Um, Cranbourne called, Audio... It's, it's, it's called the Camden, which I, yes. I, you know, I quite like. There's a bit of branding on there. I'm thinking, yeah, Camden, whatever. You didn't call it, you know, the Deptford. No. There's <laughs> <laughs> nothing wrong with Deptford. No, lovely place. Just, it's, a, it's a lovely place to come from. <laughs> Terrible to go back to, but a lovely place to come from. Careful. Um, uh, I live close enough to there. That they, they, they can hear me from here if I shout loud enough. Um, <laughs> but this is basically, Camborne Audio is, is like the offshoot of some guys who used to work for Soundcraft and various other um, in, brands in the industry, starting up their own thing. Um, hence, Cranbourne, which is where right next door to Potter's Bar, where Harmon currently are. Anyway, blah, blah, blah. Um, it was really nice stuff at the time, and I remember thinking, yeah, it's a bit too early to get excited about it. And I think now it's about right the right time to get excited about it. Um, certainly the, the, this Camden 500 series um, Mic Pre looks really sexy, uh, and I'm looking forward to getting a couple, because um, there's no point in having one 500 series Mic Pre. They always should be bought in pairs. Um... Yeah, they. I remember seeing some other stuff they were doing, thinking, oh, this could be really nice, and some other bits and pieces, but they're obviously only showing the mic pre and the chassis at the moment. Um, but yeah, really, really good that those guys have got some funding behind them and they've gone into full full production. It looks like very, very nice stuff. So I think, chaps, we bail on this one for now, and um, I think we will t- start talking about trade shows very, very soon, because... Any second now, it's going to be Christmas, and then all of a sudden, we're straight into Winter Nam out in LA. Woohoo, sunshine! Um, Dan, tell us about competitions this month. Yes, competitions win the three preamps you'll actually use bundle from Artoria worth $299. These plug in preamp emulations are some of the finest available today. Try the 1973 pre on vocals, the tried A pre on drums or the V76 Pre on bass, and you'll love their vintage character with their modern features and low CPU lows. To be in with the chance of winning this competition, by the link in the podcast notes. The Pro Tools Expert Podcast is created using Source Connect Now from Source Elements. Register now for your free account at now.source-elements.com. If you've ever tried to do interviews over the internet with apps like Skype, you'll know how hit and miss the audio quality and connection can be. Even on a good day, it really isn't good enough for a long-form interview. We now use Source Connect Now, which offers ISDN-equivalent quality audio using a Chrome browser with no software to install. To get your free account, follow the link in the podcast notes down there somewhere. Right, well, I'm in the chair, so I say it's time for Find of the Week. Sponsored by RSPE Audio. RSPE Audio carries nearly every great microphone you can think of, from budget to boutique. They have microphones from Sennheiser, Neumann, 
Earthworks, Shaw, uh, Loughton, Peluso, Akiji, Blue, Townsend Labs, Antelope and many, many more. Not sure what mic you need? Well, the RSPE team can help. Just tell them uh, the work that you do and they will be able to recommend a few mics. Plus, if you're in LA, you can book a demo so you can hear them for yourself. Shop online or contact their team to find out more. Okay, Dan, tell us about your find of the week. <laughs> Guess. Uh... <laughs> Uh, has it got 10 faders? It has, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Julian's just going, damn, that was mine. It's, yeah, it's, no, it's, it's so that. not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for reasons stated earlier. So um, keep your eyes on Production Expert because we will be producing a video on this um, and I'll try to not be too excited. James, what's your find of the week? I have got my greasy mitts on the rather lovely new Universal Audio Apollo X4. Mmm, yes. Um, yesterday, in fact, those lovely people at Universal Audio announced that they now have a full range of X-series interfaces, the Twin X and the new X4, which kind of bridges the gap between the X6, which is the first of the rack-mounted interfaces in the X, Apollo X range, um, and the little Twin so we now have Twin X, we have X4, and then X6, X8, X8P, and X16, of which I have two of those as well. This is a very, very cool unit because um, it gives us four of those lovely Unison Mic Pre's, which is very handy. It actually gets, you know, you can record a drum kit on four channels, no problem at all. Um, whack in a, an ADA expander or a couple of the those lovely 4710D Mic Pre's, and you can record on 12 channels. Very, very cool. Um it's it's a proper Apollo in a desktop format. You can still use it to control your bigger system, so it can be like the monitor controller for your your Apollo Apollo expanded system. Uh, it's got all the talkback controls, three sets of monitor outputs. It's as you'd expect from UA. It's built like an absolute tank. Sounds glorious. Um, quad DSP power in it. It's a really, really beautiful, cool little thing. Uh, and I've got one, and they're not getting it back because it's currently running alongside my two Apollo 16s. Really, really cool little box. Um, yeah, it's, it's one of those, why didn't they do it sooner? But hey, they've done it now, and it's and it's great. Really, really nice sounding box. Uh, yeah, not going to go wrong with that one, I don't think. How much? I want to say in the region of about $1,100, $1,200, but I am guessing at that point. Julian, tell us about your find of the week. Uh, well, I mean, it's a product that I'm, I've I've not spoken about particularly in the past, but there's kind of like a bit of a given. They're basically, they uh, I think they got in there first, but they've sort of got the verb, if you know what I mean, like Hoover and Biro. But mm -hmm. uh, it, Cloudlifter, you know, if you want a bit more gain for your, you know, uh, your ribbon mic in particular or, you know, your SM7B if you were to use such a thing, then you're going to need more than a typical uh, interface preamp is going to offer you. And these are a really good way to get it. But something that's always bothered me is having these little losable things. Um, maybe it's maybe it's kind of, you know, where I'm from, uh, but I just like things to be a bit more locked down than that. And they've, they've brought out this, uh, this CL4, rack mount cloud lifter and it's just it's just four in a rack and uh, it seems like a very sensible way of doing it actually just because strange place to put it though iraq no oh, 
Stop it. Um, <laughs> so, uh, but um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm not particularly worried about cable losses. You know, as long as as long as your cabling is good and things are done sensibly, the kind of distances we have in the studio, we're really not that worried about that kind of stuff. I'm not worried about getting a mic lift, a cloud lifter right next to the source, and I'd rather have it in the rack. So no. that I know where it is and it doesn't get lost. And notice I, said I disagree. I, no? I disagree. I okay. know I've got a cloud lifter. I think they're. I think it's brilliant. I've never lost it. Probably because I'm always using it. But the rack. I, I like the idea of the rack. But why is it all on the back? That that's a bit of a pain. I can I can understand it. Um, got patch. Uh, yeah, but I, I I don't understand it. Why not at least have one in and out on the front of the unit? Ooh, fair, yeah. fair enough. I mean, yeah, you can get around that if you if you're really that bothered by uh, sticking by sticking a patch panel underneath it. Mm. Although that is a bit of extra expense. Yeah, I get it. But yeah, fair enough. Okay. It's funny actually. I was never a great um, one for these. Let's call them inline signal boostery type things because that's a really useful title. But I have the Royer D booster here at the moment, and I was recording. Um, trumpet now trumpet is not a quiet instrument in my world uh fortunately i didn't break any more headphones karen thank you very much for that um but i was using the Royer r10 ribbon mic and i wasn't getting a lot of juice out i was like blimey you know normally i'm looking for the pads rather than looking for boosters yeah trumpet put, isn't something i associate with needing more gain i have to say no but <laughs> no. believe it or not i actually i put the d booster in and all of a sudden i went Oh, that's nice. The, the the R10 sounds great in its own right on guitar or anything like on guitar cabinet, but yeah, I put that in in the chain with it and went, oh, have some of that. So um, yeah, I've got to give it back, which probably means I'm going to have to buy one, which is utterly shocking. Mm. I mean, I suppose what I did, I mean, the first ribbon mic I bought was uh, was an SE VR2. The, the voodoo ones, you know, those, yes. uh, which, mm. which are very mm. nice mics. And they did the little passive one and they did for, a, you know, a reasonable chunk more money, the VR2 with the longer body. And the difference between them is that that's an active ribbon, which outputs similar amount to a, to a condenser. And because I was using interface preamps and I knew that I'd be struggling for gain, I just bought the right mic, you know. I mean, that's definitely where I've been. But no, I'm, I'm not a fan of little boxes that you can lose. And I think that's historical with me, largely. But yeah, I, w- I, I saw this and I that, thought, great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, top tip with these sort of things, because it's caught me out once or twice in the past. If, if you use um, the inline ones, like the Fet Head, remember those? I've got yes. a couple of them. Um, if you put them in the microphone end, uh, and let's say your vocalist is um, singing the song and they're reading the lyrics off their phone and their phone is sort of active, you get all that mobile phone. Oh, really? Oh, that's yes. interesting. So the cloud lifter box, I like because you can just kick it away. It's really rugged. It's like a guitar pedal. Just get it out of the way. If you get that noise coming through, it's gone. Airplane mode. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's that. Yeah, anyway, don't get me started with people messing about with phones when they should be recording because that really is taking me back to my teacher days, okay? so <laughs> Yeah, but they've got an Instagram, man. They've got to take pictures of you. <laughs> Well, and on that moment of anger from Julian, it's probably time for us to pull up sticks and um, go home. So it's good night from me. It's good night from me. And it's good night from me. Good night. <laughs>